The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. You're in the 06010. Focus. Fantasy. Fantasy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the DFS CSS Fantasy Focus Podcast. I am, as usual, Mike Clay sitting here, but... uh Kyle Soppy is with me. If you're yeah, if you're watching on video, it probably looks a little odd here as we're preparing for week sixteen. Look, it's not like clear uh uh we have people just out like the quit on the team that left, no, but no, we do have back. some yeah, we have some some late season injuries, some illnesses here, Kyle. Really just struggling with the depth of the season. Do we need to think of a new name of the podcast? We can't be DFS with CSS if unless we have a new acronym or new Yeah. Well it's just uh wait, it's just us two here. Just so it's you just C S, right? This yeah. the S can stay, right? Sure, the sure. S can stay. Uh Daniel Dopp out with an illness today. So he was questionable yesterday, uh ruled out this morning. And then uh Al Smizzle, this was a surprise. He came in sick today. He was a last minute. We, we he was he was a full go. He was not even on the injury report. He is out. Was not listed. Is in <laughs> LA. You would think everything is good in the I life know. of Smith, and he can't make it to a Thursday podcast. But anyway, we're going to hold down the fort here. We still have our picks. We have uh, my value plays as usual. Sure. We have Smith's value plays. We're going to talk through those, and of course, uh, we have the other guys we like that Daniel usually talks about. We also have Daniel's lineup. We have my lineup. Uh, do you have a lineup? You gonna throw a lineup yeah, out there? I got a lineup. You got a lineup. All right, we got it all. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna get it rolling here. We're gonna work through these guys. Get everyone ready to go for. Uh, for Week 16 Daily Fantasy, of course, over at DraftKings. And remember, we have a contest going on at, at DraftKings right now. It is free. You can join up. We will link to it after the podcast. Once it's out there, the link is out there. It is. Uh, uh, there's unlimited participants, so sign up, join. It's free to enter. There are $200 in weekly prizes. As mentioned, we'll drop our lineups later on in this podcast. We'll tell you who we're going to fire up. You can join. You can try to beat us and win some free cash. So with that said... Daniel, or, uh, Daniel. Jeez. See, I'm not even. I, mean, I look just I like him. Yeah, that's uh, it. All the tattoos, the that's beard. It. You just, got a little. You got yeah, a little no, hair there. Like three, four weeks of growth. Yeah. I've been trying to catch up. I've been waiting for this moment. See, I haven't even adjusted yet. It's like when the quarterback gets new receivers and he's like he's off target sure. a little bit. Like it's not Calvin Ridley now. It's Christian Blake, and he's just off a little bit. I have to adjust too. Right. So you're gonna get. I think you'll get there by the end. Yeah, of the show. yeah. We we've seen Carson Wentz in the second half of games with his new receivers kind of adjust. So. Maybe you're Greg Ward. Maybe it just well, takes some time. I mean, he only had one receiver have a catch last week, but, I mean, you only have one co-host, so that yeah, could work. That's true. And Greg Ward started slow, and he got rolling. But there anyway, it it's on me. We'll we'll, uh, we'll get it right now. So let's let's start this off with uh, the quarterback position. A couple guys I like here. Uh, the first one is a guy we've talked about a lot this season, Matt Ryan. 6,200, Kyle, going up against Jacksonville. Hard not to like this value, especially with this Jags defense really struggling. So uh, six highest priced. Quarterback on the board right now has two plus passing touchdowns in nine of his 13 games, including three straight. Also, 300 plus passing yards in nine of his 13 games this season. You love that hit right rate. Remember, you get that three point bonus for yeah. 300. So he's been terrific in that department. Also, this is kind of a surprise. Over 20 rushing yards, two of his past three games. Can we count on that? <laughs> I think there might be some regression there. But I mean, Matt Ryan, top 10 quarterback each of the past two weeks. And like you said, this Jacksonville defense, it's just not what you're getting when you think of Jacksonville. You think vaunted, you think Jags. Like, we need to get over that perception. Like, the Falcons are going to score. Ryan's going to be a part of it. Another top 10 play. You said price sixth. Feels like a bargain to me. Yeah, and a lot of turmoil in Jackson right now. Yeah, we'll see good. how that team responds. Tom Coughlin was fired. A lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
confrontation, if you will, b- uh, between the players and the organization. It's been a mess right there. So well, you can read up on that. Obviously, we won't get into that here, but a lot going on there in Jacksonville. Nonetheless, as you mentioned, uh, the Jags defense has faced the fourth fewest pass attempts this season, but they've allowed 25 passing Whoa. touchdowns and the 11th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Actually, it's 25 total touchdowns. And they're allowing just under eight yards per attempt. That is seventh highest. So the efficiency has not been there. They're trending the wrong way. Love Matt Ryan here. Uh, number two on my list this week is Dak Prescott in terms of value. $6,400 playing at Philadelphia. He's the fifth highest priced quarterback. I'm a little nervous about the fact that as of yesterday, he can't lift his arm above yeah, his head. That's <laughs> a bad thing. I'm, but he's more likely to get the 20 rushing yards than Matt Ryan, maybe. This is true. But- yeah, if you can't lift your shoulder, like who would you downgrade more, Cooper or Gallup, if he's going to be compromised? Uh man, if I, who of the receivers? Yeah, who yeah, would you I mean, be less well, likely well, to stack him with? Well, uh, less likely. I mean, you certainly want to stack, stack him with Cooper. Sure. Um, it depends on the pricing and and how your lineup fills out. I think they're both options. If sure. Prescott can go, just because the Eagles' perimeter pass defense is terrible, zero. So, You're uh, an Eagles fan. I trust yes. you on that. Yeah, so they have. Uh, it, it's certainly a good matchup, but. Um, nonetheless, we're going to keep an eye on that throughout the week. Now, I wrote this yeah. before that kind of news broke, but if he's a full go, we're going to fire him up. And why? Well, he's been really good. He's ma- already matched a career high in total touchdowns with 29. He has two plus passing touchdowns in nine of 14 games. He's hit the 300 pl- uh, pass yard mark in six games. And Kyle, in those six games where he's reached 300, yep. his average passing yardage total, it's not like 310. It's not like he's just not getting just over it. By, no. It's 399.7. If he throws for a lot of yards, he throws for a lot of yards, right around 400 per game. Also, top nine in carries, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns among quarterbacks. You're right. You know, Matt Ryan, he's giving you that bonus to some rushing yeah. yards, but Dak actually can deliver in that department consistently. He hasn't actually the past couple of weeks, but we know it's in his arsenal. By the way, the Eagles defense, though they're terrible against perimeter receivers, Actually, mid-pack against quarterbacks overall. Uh, they face the fifth highest average depth of the throw at 8.8. That's led to a 61% completion percentage. That's actually fourth lowest, but they've allowed 24 passing touchdowns. That is 11. So again, kind of a neutral matchup. It is on the road. He's a little beat up. So I'm going to monitor this one. But those reasons that I just laid out could have people jumping off of him. So maybe actually he ends up becoming a better value in tournaments. But again, I wrote this a couple days ago. We got new information. We're going to keep an eye on this the next few days. Yeah, I like that. I mean, you said he's the fifth price quarterback on the slate. He's quarterback four for the year. So that alone feels like a bargain with mm-hmm. three Saturday games. You got the primetime games. And it's an important game. Like, how many games are mean more to their teams this week than that one? Probably none, right? No no question about yeah. it. Basically, a playoff game. Uh, the winner is going to be the favorite to go to the playoffs and, and, and win player. that division. The Eagles, if they win, could still lose next week to the Giants, which, trust me, is very much a possibility. They had to come back against, well, I lost to the Dolphins, had to come back against the Giants, Redskins, it's possible. But anyway, that's um, me, the Eagles fan, talking. Uh, anyway, so that's uh, there, those are my top two quarterbacks. Uh, Kyle, the guy our friend Al Smizzle, who, again, not with us uh, ill today, likes is Russell Wilson. He is 7000 so he's a little bit more expensive than the guys we just talked about, but he's at home against Arizona. Yeah, I mean, he's got five top five finishes this year, but if I know Smith at all, he just likes Russell Wilson because you know you can pencil in at least one, maybe two touchdowns at a tight end. Mm-hmm. Like, that's your high floor. He's got the rushing ability. Tyler Lockett, we saw him finally come on last week. I I like Wilson. I think I like him, but do I like him that much more than Ryan or Prescott? Like, he's going for 8,000 mm-hmm. or 800 more than Matt Ryan? Feels like a lot to me, although I do like the floor that Wilson provides. Yeah, not too bad of a price, uh, but you know he hasn't been quite as dominant the past no. month or two as as he was earlier in the season and at times throughout his career. So that's Wilson. Uh, the other value plays we like this week. If you want to punt the position, I think you're nuts. 
It's Will Greer. I think you're crazy. His, his NFL debut, I mean, that's tough. That would be a tough one to swallow. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah, you'd have to essentially, I think you would have to start Christian McCaffrey too and just hope that he dumps it off to him 20 times, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean you're, this is a bet on the weapons, right, more than Greer himself. We don't know much of what he can do at the NFL level. So I'm in a cash game, no thanks. If you want to go GPP, you want to get cute and load up all your salary elsewhere, I'll listen to you, but it's not for me. Yeah, on the other hand, he is only 4,300, so you don't need much yeah, from he's him. Basically right? running, he throws a touchdown. A running back at that price. Yeah, right, right. And we don't expect him to run a lot, so he might not give you much value that way. It's definitely a risky play. Uh, the other one is on the complete opposite end of the spectrum here, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson at 8,000 at Cleveland. Uh, look, obviously, Lamar Jackson's a star. If you start him, you, expect, you have a high expectation for points, but... He actually comes in at a decent value this week at this price versus what you expect to get from him. It's pretty solid. Yeah, I'm buying it. 8,000, you only need 24 points to really quote-unquote pay off your value. You look for three times in cash games. And over the last two and a half months, he's failed to get to 24 points just once. In fact, he's failed to get over 26 just once. So, I mean, he's basically he's basically Christian McCaffrey in a quarterback's body. Like There is no price right now that I would be comfortable fading Lamar. Yeah, it's interesting. We kind of have seen a guy develop like that, the Christian McCaffrey of each position except for tight end, right? I mean, you have uh, Lamar at quarterback, sure. of course. You McCaffrey is McCaffrey of running backs. And you have Michael Thomas at receiver oh who's God. so far ahead of everyone so else. Far. Right, so that's three. I mean, a tight end, I don't think one guy is really emerged. I mean, you could argue Kelsey is... But yeah, yeah no, but it's you have not Kittle, you have other level. guys. Yeah, it's not that dominant yeah. level. Yeah, no question about it. Although there is a major value at the tight end position this week we will get to uh, a little bit later. Teaser. Yeah, that is a teaser indeed. So stay with us here on uh, on the show. Uh, let's move on to running backs here, Kyle. And we're going to start out with a guy who we talked about a couple weeks ago as a value play. He hit for us last week. He had a tough matchup and did not deliver. We didn't talk about him, of course. But um, I have high expectations for another big day here for Devonta Freeman, another Falcon. We just talked about Matt Ryan. How about we keep beating up on this Jags defense? He comes in at $6,000. He is the 17th highest priced running back this week. Now, he did have a rough game last week, as mentioned, against San Francisco. But the good news is he played 77% of the snaps. He handled 77% of the carries. He is still their clear feature back. Uh, Again, good matchup two weeks ago. What did he put up in that game when we liked him? 94 yards, a touchdown on 21 touches. I thought this was interesting. Here are his touch totals by game this season. Hit me. 11, 14. That's early in the season. So nothing great there. But how about this? 19, 20, 16, 22, 9, 21, 13, 21, 21, 14. That's 16.8 per game. Pretty good. I mean, he's getting the rock. And we love it, volume. Yeah, that'll get it done at six grand. And that, I mean, you're talking about a running back that since he returned, getting over two thirds of the touches and or over the carries in Atlanta's backfield. He has multiple catches in every game this season. He does. In fact, he's missed two games, but he's ninth at running back with 48 receptions. Yeah, that'll work. That's, that number surprised me, honestly. That's a nice floor. That is a very nice floor. And we mentioned the matchup. It's even better than it is for Matt Ryan. Second most fantasy points allowed to running backs uh, have the Jags allowed this season. The third most rushing yards. Second most rushing touchdowns with 14. 5.3 yards per carry is second worst. Also allowing 7.6 yards per target to running backs. That is fourth worst. So in total, second most scrimmage yards. Third most touchdowns total with 17. And by the way, they're even worse lately. Like, that's bad. It's trying to A lot of it direction. has come lately, right? Uh, 37 fantasy points per game allowed over the past Yikes. six games. You're going to say he gets a 100-yard bonus for the first time this year? I think he has a shot at yeah. it in this matchup. The Falcons price, are playing better. Yeah, I, I'll take it. They're not really peaking at the right time for a team that's not going anywhere. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I think, yeah, and then you, you we just touch on all the Falcons as long as we're at it. Julio's a fine play. Like, if you want to stack Ryan with Julio, fine. 
Yeah, what uh, Julio and George Kittle, like 50% target shares last oh week. Oh, my God, unbelievable. Yeah, 51, he, And that speaks to the value of Ryan. Like, if Ridley's out and nobody else is going to absorb those targets besides more Julio, like, that could actually help Ryan's value. You throw Julio the ball more often than not, you're going to be an okay play. Yeah, no doubt. And in tournaments, you might want to even keep an eye on like a Christian Blake or a Russell Gage, too, yeah. in that offense playing Jacksonville. They didn't do anything last week, but they played a lot, so keep an eye on them. Uh, but again, sticking with running backs here, uh, the other guy is Joe Mixon, who is one of the, we'll say, hottest running backs in the league over the past month. Uh, I lo- use that term loosely, but you know what I mean. He has been tearing it up. 6,600 at Miami. I'm told they're bad. Very bad, bad defense. Very poor, bad. Poor. Uh, Mixon, the 11th highest priced running back. 156 yards on 28 touches and 186 yards on 26 touches over the past two weeks for Joe Mixon. Talk about volume and performance. He has delivered 16-plus touches in seven straight games, averaging 23.4 per game during that stretch. He is fantasy's number six running back since week eight after that rough start to the season. And then, of course, we'll quantify this Dolphins defense. Fifth most fantasy points to running backs, most rushes and rushing yards allowed this season. Sixth or worse in rushing touchdowns, touches, Scrimmage yards, scrimmage touchdowns allowed. They're bad in volume. They're bad in efficiency. Mixon is getting both of those things, volume, and he's been efficient. A lot to like here. Yeah, at least 16 touches in seven straight games. And you're looking, I mean, you think about the Bengals. How often do you have a positive game script for a running back? The answer would be never for never. a team with one <laughs> win. But they're playing against the Dolphins. They could actually load up on Mixon and be justified in doing it. Like, they've been giving uh-huh. him the ball just to run out these games. But now if it actually makes sense to give him the ball... I don't see how you construct a lineup without Mixon in it. No question. They have built this offense around Joe Mixon, and it has paid off in fantasy. So Freeman and Mixon are the top values. Uh, Smizzle likes DeAndre Washington. No surprise here. Only 4,000 at the Chargers. If you're wondering why we're talking about a backup Raiders running back here, Josh Jacobs was ruled out yesterday. Kind of flew under the radar a little bit, but he is out again with that shoulder injury. In steps DeAndre Washington and, of course, Jalen Richard as they lead as the uh, lead backs here for the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, Washington had 20 touches and a touchdown in Week 14 without Jacobs active. You have to assume he is, he walks into a similar role. Like maybe mm-hmm. it's not complete domination of Richard like it was in Week 14, but if four thousand dollars, it doesn't really need to be. If he gets anywhere near a full workload, he's in a great spot to provide value at 4000 in Los Angeles against the Chargers. I'll take my chances with Washington. No question about it. He actually ran more routes than Jalen Richard yeah. and had more targets than Jalen Richard. That was a surprise to me, but it's a good sign. Uh, Chargers defense, very good, but Washington is certainly at 4000 a viable play. He should be able to get DraftKings wasn't counting on Jacobs being out. Like no it, question. It seems that out. Yeah. No question. And, and it's almost surprising because he was just out. You thought the price yeah. would be up. But anyway, Washington, I love that uh, as a as a running back option. Uh, some other value plays here, Kyle. Patrick Laird, only 4600 Handle it. He's better than Kalen Blash, and he's getting that volume in the Dolphins' backfield. Philip Lindsay, we love him every week, fifty three hundred. Boston Scott at four grand. Jordan Howard, very unlikely to play. If Howard shockingly does play, we're going to move Scott down. But for now, at four thousand, the volume he's gotten, the passing down work. Uh, Nelson Aguilar's not supposed to play. He should be heavily involved in that passing game. Love that price. And Marlon Mack at sixty two hundred. He gets his Carolina defense, Kyle. Yeah, as bad as the Panther or as bad as the Jags have been, the Panthers have been right there as far as mm-hmm. one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. Eight times this season, a running back's rushed for over 80 yards and a touchdown against the Panthers. That includes four times in three games this month, Mike. Four times, three games. That means you're getting more than one running back doing that per game. That's a problem. Marlon Mack, yes, he struggled over the last two weeks since coming back, but those have been brutal matchups. This, not a brutal matchup. Marlon Mack, good at football. Plug him in. 
play him. 6200 bucks, money in the bank. Yeah, and it's been kind of an underwhelming season for Marlon Mack, but maybe you're a fan of the Colts. Maybe you have a Marlon Mack jersey. Oh, sure. And maybe you want to pull it out. Maybe you want to wear it to the game. Good week for it, yeah. Yeah, uh, maybe you want to go to this game this weekend. Do you know any places where you might want to get tickets to go see the game? I do not, but I know you're better at finding that kind of thing than I am. I am. I'm going to go over to SeatGeek. That's where I'm going. Do you ever feel like ticketing websites make getting to the event difficult on purpose? Darn near impossible. I know, right? It's as if they're so big they can get away with not caring about the customer experience. With millions of live event tickets and a price match guarantee, SeatGeek proves there's a better way. Search sports, live music, comedy, and more. SeatGeek has the tickets you're looking for all in one place. In an industry that tends to stagnate, SeatGeek decided to stand out from the crowd. SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web, then rates each deal on a scale of 1 to 10. Finally, SeatGeek displays them on an interactive seat map. SeatGeek breaks down the details. Green dots mean good deals. Red dots are overpriced. And every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets with confidence. SeatGeek will even give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. Download the SeatGeek app today and use the promo code FFF for $10 off your first purchase. That's promo code FFF for $10 off your first purchase. All right, Kyle, let's move on to the wide receiver position here. And we talked about this guy earlier, briefly. He's the Christian McCaffrey or the Lamar Jackson is a wide receiver position. He has been cash money this season. Michael Thomas, 9300 He's going to cost you. He's the highest-priced wide receiver, no shock. But he's at Tennessee this weekend. The way he has performed, I think he's still a great value. 19-plus fantasy points in 11 of his 14 games. 25-plus in six of his past seven. At least 100 yards in seven of eight games. Again, you get the, the $100 bonus for wide receivers. Eight touchdowns. He has won in four of his past five games. So he's actually been better in that department lately. Fantasy's number one wide receiver this season, Kyle, by almost 60 points. He was number one. I was looking at I was looking at this stuff actually during Monday Night Football when he was playing. He was number one in targets, receptions, receiving yards, even before that game started on Monday Night. He's That's unreal. A, he is unreal. And then uh, the matchup quickly here, the Titans defense, slightly below average against wide receivers. Ninth worst yards per target and catch rate allowed. They were absolutely, absolutely destroyed by Houston last week. We saw that. So uh, I think it actually is a, a slightly above average matchup, especially if Adore Jackson is not back in the lineup. Love the Thomas play this week. Yeah, he's completely matchup proof at this point. I mean, in a PPR setting... The volume alone gets him there, and then with that volume comes the temptation to go over the yardage bonus. Is there a more accurate Twitter handle on the face of the internet <laughs> than Can't Guard Mike? Uh, no. Oh, no. I, I'm no, trying to think of it. Mike Clay NFL is pretty close. That's pretty like, That's cut. accurate, but you were giving me baseball stats from like 2004 at bowling the other week. So like, I don't think your Twitter handle is quite as accurate. Can't oh, guard true. Mike is about as good as it gets. Yeah, that's good. No one can guard that guy. He has been fantastic this season. In fact, I uh, I did a draft and an auction in Canton in the offseason. Okay. I did a good job. I had very competitive teams all season long. Had Thomas as the guy I spent up for in the auction. The guy picked in the first round of those of the draft, and I am still not over the fact that they got knocked out of the playoffs. I'm still, <sighs> I just I just ran into the buzzsaw in the first round of the playoffs. Still hurting because those teams were good, and Thomas was the anchor. That would have carried me. So anyway, that was just an aside. Let's keep going with our wide receivers here. The next guy on my board that I like a lot here, Kyle, is Cortland Sutton. 6,200 against Daniel Dopps, Detroit Lions. He is the 14th highest priced wide receiver here. 
And look, Sutton has been outstanding during this breakout second season. Four catches, 79 yards, no touchdowns on 10 targets last week, in which was in what was a very tough matchup against the Chiefs. Believe it or not, the Chiefs have a lot of the fewest receptions to wide receivers this season. Yeah, That's hard sh- to believe. They shut down the perimeter. Like, it's just they do. what they do. Yeah, I mean, it, so I'm not that worried about Sutton's inefficient performance. I mean, 79 yards, he still got there. I mean, four catches isn't great, but the volume has just been there. Mm-hmm. Drew Locke, Flacco, whoever they're putting at quarterback, they're throwing the ball to Sutton, and they're throwing it to him often. I like it. No question. I had a dud in Week 14 against Houston, but had four for 74 and two touchdowns in Drew Locke's debut in Week 13. So we've seen him put together two good games so far during the Drew Locke experience. And again, one of them was a very tough matchup last week. We like this one a lot better. Seven-plus targets in 12 of his 14 games. You like that high floor. He's played 93% of the snaps. He's handling a 27% target share. So you know the volume is there. And then the matchup. Lions defense, second-most fantasy points to wide receivers. 79% of wide receiver units have beat their season average when facing Detroit this season. That is highest in the NFL. Uh, They are fifth or worse in routes faced, targets against, Receptions allowed, reception uh, receiving yards. They've allowed 17 touchdowns to receivers, 31 end zone targets. They've allowed an NFL high. Actually, they allowed an NFL high 71 fantasy points to wide receivers just last week. So they're not exactly trending the right direction here. No, they're <laughs> terrible. They're I mean, all respect to Daniel. This team peaked in like September. Like yes, they, they did. Checked out true. the Broncos. They're not that they're playing for anything more. But Drew Locks looked okay. He's trying to get the reps in. I trust him to feed Sutton. With enough volume to get to $6,200 worth of value, mm-hmm. I'll take my chances. And I I think he scores. I think a lot of Broncos score. The Lions give up a lot of points. Yes, I like the Broncos defense this week. Sure. Uh, they're certainly a defense, uh, DFS play. And I like Drew Locke, actually, in a league where we start two quarterbacks. It's the last week, so okay. you don't need to keep you know a, a third quarterback. Nah. I drop Brady, and I'm holding Locke. I'm going to fire up Locke in that one. So world Brady, of course, playing Buffalo. What right. a world. But I agree with you. Yeah, fantasy football for you right there. All right, uh... Al Smizzle likes Chris Conley, 4,300 at the Falcons. Now, of course, he's out with the illness, so we can't ask him if he likes him even with DJ Chark. I would find this one to be very risky if he's out now. I know Desmond Trufant's out, but the Falcons have really cracked down defensively over the past month or so. So if DJ Chark is out, I agree with this, but Chark is back practicing. If he plays, I'm not as confident in this one at 4,300. I agree with you. If Chark is in, maybe you move off some roster ship and he's not on as many rosters and it's a GPP kind of thing. I mean, he's top 10 in air yards per target this year among Mm -hmm. qualified receivers. So I get it there. If Chark is out, then you probably funnel enough targets his way to pay off the 4,300. But I agree with you. If Chark's in, this feels like a thin play at best. All right. Some other guys we like. Christian Kirk, 5,600. Uh, you know, Larry Fitzgerald's actually a decent value here. He's had a very low ceiling, and that scares me a lot, but his price has dropped so low that I think either one of those Cardinals wide receivers are options in Seattle, a game where we expect Arizona have to throw the ball a lot. Curtis Samuel, 4,500, almost always a value play. Uh, again, a little risky with the quarterback change, but yeah. not too pricey. Greg Ward, 4,200. We talked about him. He's the number one rec- receiver for the Eagles, and he has been pretty good the past couple of weeks. Vincent Smith, that's an interesting punt right there. For the Jets, only three thousand. They're at home in this game. It's a tough matchup, but at three thousand, he's going to play almost every down. You know, probably probably seventy to eighty percent of the snaps, actually. I would say, and he's been pretty good. They're trying to trying to incorporate him in the offense. They like him, so Demarius Thomas unlikely to play. Smith steps in, so an interesting punt there. Alex Erickson uh, also interesting. Uh, Kyle only thirty three hundred at Miami. Good matchup, and I mean AJ Green's not coming back. 
Uh, out and Tate's gone. John Ross has played behind Erickson. There's some value here. It's all value there. I mean, nobody's expecting Erickson to go eight for a hundred with a score, but I mean, you're talking Smith at three thousand. I'd much prefer to pay up an extra three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, thirty three hundred. You're still talking nothing for Alex Erickson, who gets a Dolphins team that's allowed twenty five receiver touchdowns this year. Twenty five receiver. I mean, we're in week sixteen. It's uh-huh. almost two a game. He gets one of them, right? I mean, he's seen at least five targets in seven of the last nine games. I think the volume's enough. I trust Andy Dalton enough. I don't trust Andy Dalton. I I fear putting those that sentence out into the ether. <laughs> but I trust him enough to get Alex Erickson thirty three hundred dollars worth of value in this one. Yeah, he. You know, we give some of these below average quarterbacks a hard time sometimes, and like Eli Manning, we picked on for yeah. years now. But the man got the ball to OBJ. He can do enough. Yeah, he got the ball to OBJ, and Dalton got the ball to AJ Green for all those years. And uh, last season too. Tyler Boyd, like, is just get the ball, get the rock to the top guy. That was the case with Locke. I remember tweeting that when yeah. Drew Locke was inserted. I was like, just throw the ball to Court and Slot. Court to Sutton. the good guys. It's that simple. That's it. Just throw them the ball 10 times a game. That's yes. all we ask from you. It doesn't matter if you're super efficient. Just get it, get it to those guys. Exactly. All right. Uh, so those are our wide receivers. Let's move on to the tight end position. And we teased this one earlier. Maybe the best value, one of the best values, I think, in DFS this season. This one really this jumps season. out. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Austin Hooper is 4,400 against Jacksonville. Now, he's a tight end eight, which doesn't sound like a great value. But keep in mind that the slate is small this week. There are three Saturday games, right? There's still a Sunday and a Monday game. So we're missing a huge... We're, we're missing, missing two, teams. Essentially two... Yeah. We're, uh, we're essentially missing two more games than we normally would. So it's like a it's like a busy bye week yeah. is what we're dealing with this slate. So tight end eight in this slate for Hooper is crazy low. Uh, he's had two duds since his return from injury, but he didn't play a lot in the first game back. And then last week we saw his snaps increase to 80%. He had six, he has exactly six targets each of his past two games. Before the injury, he was a top 14 tight end every week. He was top eight all but two weeks. The guy was delivering the goods. He had actually scored a touchdown in four straight games before that injury. He missed three games already this season. But he's still no lower than six of tight end routes, targets, receptions, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, fantasy points. He was before he got the game before he got injured. He was by far the number one tight end. He was blowing Kelsey away and Kittle and all these guys. It was not you, Darren Waller, way ahead of all these guys in fantasy points. Uh, if you look at the Jags defense, the matchup here, they've been kind of mid pack against tight ends overall, but they've lost twenty plus fantasy points to tight ends each of the past two weeks. Uh, they face low volume, but bad efficiency there. Seventh fewest targets faced, but seven touchdowns allowed. That's fourth most. Third highest yards per reception allowed. Third highest yards per target. And the 10th highest catch rate. So, again, they haven't faced a ton of volume to this position, but they have been bad when teams throw it at the tight end. I think Cooper's role should only expand in his third game back. We know he's going to get targets at least six based on the last two games. I, I like this play a lot. He was $6,000 two weeks ago when he there returned. What has changed? This two, isn't, two duds. Yeah, well, it's not Space Jam. Like, he didn't lose his talent. <laughs> like, this is crazy to me why he would be so low. To treat Hooper as anything but an elite tight end, it's bananas. Yeah. Like, you want Matt Ryan, if you want to get off the roster ship of Julio or somebody like that, and you want to stack him with Hooper, fully endorse that at a very good price. $4,400 for a guy that's going to catch four to eight balls Alone, like that's his floor. Mm-hmm. If he goes five for sixty, it's a bad game for Austin Hooper, no doubt. Bananas and Space Jam, I'm yeah. with you for oh, yeah. sure. Uh, another guy that uh, has a great chance to go bananas this week is guy facing the Cardinals yeah. defense. This has right? nothing it's, to do with him. Yeah, you can just kind of keep this template here, and then it's like it's like versus Arizona at tight end. You just plug in whoever the guy is. So this is easy. Jacob Hollister, 
Only 4200 so he's even cheaper than Austin Hooper. He's the ninth-highest-priced tight end. Uh, Hollister hasn't cleared 45 yards since Week 10, but he's had a target share of at least 18% in four of his past five games. He's done a lot of short-area work, a 5.6 average depth of target, but he is still a fantasy number 10 tight end since Week 10. Uh, but again, if you get a target share in this you know, 18% range against this Cardinals defense, you like that a lot. And let's quantify that. Most fantasy points allowed to tight ends this season for Arizona. Most receiving yards allowed. Most receiving touchdowns with 15, which is almost unbelievable. 9.1 yards per target, a 74% catch rate. Both of those are highest in terms of allow, uh, uh, what they've allowed to tight ends. 71% of tight end units facing Arizona have outscored their season average. Again, that is highest in the league, and they've actually allowed 15 or more fantasy points in 10 of 14 games to that position. Fewer than seven, only once, which is really interesting. So that shows you that you, you're not going to get burnt, right? You're not going to have one of them situations where you get so, two right? points. It's just not going to happen. No, I mean, the the Cardinals are allowing more tight end points per game than the difference between two and, like, defense 20 against tight ends. <laughs> it's over four points more per game than any other defense in the league you sold me on Jacob Hollister with his role, yada, yada, yada. Target you, I get it, get it. Mike, like, you're smart. You give me all those Brainiac stats. It's going against the Cardinals. At 4,200, that's all I need. Like, a touchdown alone is going to pay this off. That's true. Do you just nerd shame me, though? I, I mean, did, come on. kind of, but we're kind on, of we're the, like same on the same here. Here. Yeah, You were just kind of like, yada, yada, yada. Stat. Like, come on, Kyle. Well, like, uh, but you, that's one that's spot. That's what Daniel would do. It, it is. <laughs> I'm trying to fill the void, but that's one spot I don't need the stats. Like, that's, yeah. It's okay. just the matchup for is there a dollar amount or a tight end name that you wouldn't play against Arizona? So let's say he's playing 50% of the snaps. I'll tell you what, the only one that burned us was when they upped the price on Vance McDonald and he, yeah, well, he was Vance doing nothing. Yeah, yeah okay. he got hurt. But Let's say Jacob Hollister was 5,500. Uh, he wouldn't be as quite a, as good. No, but value, would you still consider him? I'd still consider him. And I he's think. a $4,000 yeah. talent. It's tough because it's all relative, right? Because yeah. I'm still going to spend down and use Hooper in that situation. Of but, course. Okay, but nonetheless, yeah. he is 4,200. He is a good value. You can definitely fire him up and feel good about it, especially. In cash situations, read there. All right. So uh, Smizzle, do we have any, do we have one for Al Smizzle? No, but I mean, with his pimping of the Jacob Hollister flowchart situation, no, he's on Hollister. I, yeah. I think I feel <laughs> good about him being on Hollister and probably being very in on Hollister. All right. So yeah, we'll we'll assign that. That makes sense. He's you, you know he's always money in that department. So uh, uh, that's that's that. Uh, the other value plays here, Kyle Mike Kosicki. 3,600 against Cincinnati. Zacher, 6,400 against Dallas. And Caden Smith, Evan Ingram's on IR. So it's a Caden Smith show the rest of the way. He's only 3,200. A fine punt there. Any of those three jump out to you? I like Smith as the value at 3,200. But this is our show. I'm a Penn State person. Oh, uh, okay. So you're biased. We're going to go Mike Kosicki. Not, <laughs> not biased at all because Daniel had this on the note before I even saw it. So I'm going to talk him up on Daniel's behalf, you know, with my support, of course. He was $3,600 for Mike Kosicki. Against the Bengals. I feel like we're picking on this game a lot, and that's probably because we are. Can you name the only tight end in the NFL with at least five targets in each of the past seven weeks? I'm guessing you're going to tell me it's this guy. It's probably yeah. Mike Kosicki because <laughs> we're talking about him, but other than that, you wouldn't have been able to guess it. No, I'm, I would not. I'm going to take five, six, seven, eight targets at $3,600 against one of the worst defenses in football with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is here to help fantasy owners. Like, that's just the way mm-hmm. it is. Mike Kosicki. I'm locking him in because you've got price, matchup, quarterback for almost nothing. Mm-hmm. What's not to like? Yeah, absolutely. Fitz has been terrific for fantasy, not just this season, but last season too. He was delivering. Yeah. I mean, Adam Humphreys it's not was pretty. fantasy relevant it's last not, year. I wouldn't pick him to win me many NFL games, but to win an NFL title or a fantasy title, 
Yep. He's on the short list. He has been solid. So that's our position by position rundown. Uh, but now we want to run through our lineups for this week. It's that time of the show. So uh, I'll jump right into mine here, Kyle. Um, and then we'll go to, uh, we'll read off Daniels. He's not here. You, you're going to throw a lineup in as well. Yeah. You could, and since we don't have Al, you could pick. You know, we usually have Al pick between my lineup and uh, and Daniels' lineup. We'll let you do that. Actually, before we do that, um, I'm going to, let's recap last week. Let's do that first. Okay, because sure. we crushed it last week. We've got, a, we got a lot of comments. Everybody watching, listening, you realize, uh, I, I think people realize because they, they used a lot of our players. Yeah, there you go. That it was one of our better weeks. And we've been, I mean, we've been in the upper half of 50-50s pretty much every week this season. So th- we've been solid, but we actually could have helped you in tournaments, I think. Uh, I had 189.16. Daniel had 181.36. In fact, he was well ahead of me after the 1 p.m. slate. I saw you tweet that he was bragging about the he league. He was. Okay. He was He was. Uh, he was a little snarky. That doesn't me a sound hard like time. him at all. Yeah, he was he was giving me a hard time, and then Kenyon Drake happened, mm. and when Kenyon Drake happens, my team wins, and it did by eight. So it was a very good week. A shout out to Tommy B seven one six. He had two thirty five point seven two. How in the world he beat your team by like fifty points is beyond. Me. I know that's an unbelievable job. It was a high scoring week sure. last week in DFS, DFS. As as you you know, again, if you've listened to the show, we've read off the winner and the point total every week. This is this might have been the highest. That's I mean, always it was up just there. one of those weeks. So great job, Tommy B seven one six. Um, I moved to 10 and 5 this week. I have it just under 140 point edge over Daniel for the season. Smith drops to 8 and 4. He was, he was feeling pretty good about going 9 and 3 after the early slate, but he was hot. But do you think that's why he's sick now? Like he was unable to participate in today's podcast yeah, he's embarrassed. because he was just really hurting. Yeah. It, Kenyon Drake just really hurt everybody. He's embarrassed. He picked against uh, me and it did not pay off. Uh, but anyway, that was last week. This is this week. We still have quite a few, uh, weeks to go here. So here's my lineup, Kyle. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. At quarterback, don't always love spending this much at quarterback, but it's more Jackson. Gotta spend I'm good. somewhere. Yeah. It's projected for 28 points there. Uh, I have Jackson at quarterback, Devonta Freeman, DeAndre Washington, and Boston Scott at running back. I'm going to go with Boston Scott again, pushing for that 20 percent target share in that offense the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I'll take that. Corlin Sutton at wide receiver, Curtis Samuel, Michael Thomas. They fill out that position. Austin Hooper, as mentioned, can't pass on him at tight end. And then uh, actually had enough money to. Go for a decent defense here. I'm going to go with Denver here for just 3500 So that's what I got. And I left 100 bucks on the table. Yeah, I mean, I don't two $4,000 running backs kind of free you up. I like the star power you've got here. And mm-hmm. being able to spend up on a defense, not always a bad thing. I think it's often a low roster ship percentage play because so many people, okay, I can use all this money, and then what's left? What change can I find in the couch to put on a defense? But I think you probably get a decent amount of rosters that don't have a good defense like you do here. All right, there we go. So, all right, I'll read Daniels now. Then you could pick and then give us your lineup, what you would do. So okay. uh, he's going Will Greer, right? So I think I know you're already not picking yeah, his Yeah, no, it's, he lost it there. And, and not to disclose anything, you can read the rest of his lineup. I get wanting to save here, but I think you are absolutely crazy to go with Will Greer. Yeah, he's almost half the price of Lamar Jackson, and you don't need a lot. So uh, you really would need to make it up at other positions. But honestly, aside of he gets Christian McCaffrey at running back, he's 10,100. So he kind of spends up there. Fine, I guess. Uh, Philip Lindsay's uh, another running back that he went with, like him. DJ Moore. He, so he's he's really going with this Panthers offense. This is a risky move. Will Greer, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore. That's bold. Corlin Sutton, Terry McLaurin uh, are his wide receivers. Austin Hooper again, a tight end. Love that one. DeAndre Washington, another good value play. So Sutton, Hooper, and Washington are our crossover between our teams. And then he's going with the Jags defense. So uh, that's what he has. And uh, who are you going with? Yeah, you realistically, I'm fine with seven or eight of his players, but I think yeah. he's going to lose like 30 points at the quarterback position. 
And I don't think he gets there. I don't think he can overcome this. I love you, Daniel. I hope you get better. I don't think you win this week. I'm siding with Mike Clay to go 11-5 and five for the season. All right. Love it. Uh, good call. And uh, that being said, who do you have? And I assume you do not have Will Greer at quarterback. I do not. You know, it was <laughs> tempting to go with, uh, to get him some more exposure, but I think he's got enough run on this podcast as it is. I've got uh-huh. Phillip Rivers and oh, potentially okay. his last home game. Interesting. Against the second worst red zone defense in the NFL in the Oakland Raiders. I've got Devontae Freeman as well. Mark Ingram, I think, lights up the Browns this week. He and Zeke are the only two running backs with at least three multi-touchdown games since week 11. I like the, you know, the ceiling there. Tyler Boyd, we focused on the Dolphins Bengals game. I'm going with the number one receiver on the other side there. Cortland Sutton against Daniel's terrible Lions. Mike Williams, I'm stacking with Phillip Rivers. Mm-hmm. Think he gets loose for at least one big game, maybe two, and finds the end zone. Like you said, Austin Hooper, I think, is an auto play no matter where you are. And Leonard Fournette, top 20 in receptions and carries. Only him and McCaffrey can claim that this season. A nice floor ceiling combination for him against the Falcons that we've been targeting all day. All right. I like that a lot. A very solid. You didn't really punt anywhere, right? So it's pretty just pretty much even pretty across the, the board. I like that, though. It's a, it's a really good uh, tournament lineup. So. Uh, or excuse me, a, a cash game lineup. It's like enough that to beat Daniel and lose to you. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's good. I like it a lot, I, especially with uh, you know some of them guys like B- uh, Boyd coming off a bad game. Good, a uh, good chance here with a better matchup for a bounce back opportunity. So again, if you like, maybe you just saw all those lineups and you're like, man, they're terrible. I could beat that. They sure that's, can. What are these guys doing? They're they're supposed to be professionals. They don't know anything. I'm going to beat them. What you do is you check the link. We're going to post a little bit later on social media. You join up to fa- into the Fantasy Focus Group and you join our weekly showdown. Again, it is $0 to enter. It is free, and there are $200 in weekly prizes. My lineup will be there. Uh, Daniel's lineup will be there. Kyle, you're going to put yours in there as well, and we'll see how we do. Um, before we wrap up, Kyle, just a little bit of news. We are one week away from the holidays. It's yeah. Christmas next week, so we are not going to be here for the show. We will be with our families, uh, enjoying our Probably talking or football turkeys. with them. Yeah, well, talking turkeys. football. Turkeys I don't know. Hams, what do people do? I don't know. And we make a ham once in a while. I don't know. Really, it's hard to focus on a meal I was say, on Christmas not a Day. Food holiday because yeah. you're just sitting around playing with toys. I'll be building toys <laughs> for kids all day. That's basically what I'll be doing. Yeah, I'm glad I won't be doing that. Yeah, so that'll be that'll keep me busy that day. So looking forward to uh, Santa showing up uh, here in just a week. So again, we will be off the show, but we'll be back yeah. after that. It is week 17 next week, but. Uh, we're going to run this show through the playoffs. Of course. We're going to do it all There's through the playoffs. still money to be made. A lot of games to play. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. We can't wait to be with you. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. That's it from us. Uh, for Al Zeidenfeld, yep. who's not here today. No. Daniel Top, feel better, guys. We appreciate you. For Kyle Soppy, Jackson uh, Jello is behind the screen here. Appreciate everybody, and we will see you next time. Turning numbers into dreams. That's what he'll do. Along with random Damien, he's in Fields Crew, the deepest voice you'll ever hear. From a man without a beer, he's thirsty. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on homeowner's insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you build a giant pillow fort in your living room. And when people ask why you have a pillow fort in your living room, you say it's for your dog. And when they ask, what kind? You say, chocolate lab. And we have a web of lies that's almost as intricate as the crown molding in Fort Pillow. 
The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the pillow soft fortress you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on homeowner's insurance.